Welcome back to the My Online Schooling podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the online school. In this episode, we go travelling with Brett and Amelia Irwin and their family, because Brett and Amelia were both living in the UK before acquiring an RV and packing up to travel around the world together. But now, of course, depending on my online schooling, to deliver education on their behalf. But when they began their travels, they were reliant on homeschooling. So we're about to hear just how they coped before discovering my online schooling, how they felt when they did discover there was an online option, and what this meant for them as a family unit. But we also hear what's next for them as a family, where they're going to go and what they're going to do. So come with me now and listen in on this conversation with Brett and Amelia Irwin. Amelia and Brett, thank you for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, how are you both doing today? We're doing really well, thank you. Um, it's a great day today, summer, midsummer's day at the moment. So like for this next month or so, we've got no, no light, uh, no darkness at all. Um, so we're really enjoying it, really. It's really nice, nice and warm. And the, the lake is just uh, thawed, so it's now blue water instead of ice. <laughs> wow, fantastic. Okay, right, give us a bit of context then. Tell us whereabouts in the world you are. Uh, it sounds like you're very high up in the Northern Hemisphere in that case. Yes, we are. We are 300 kilometres north of the Arctic Circle. Um, we are in Finland, in Lapland. We are surrounded by reindeer and normally snow, but at the moment it's beautiful because it's uh, sum summer here. Right, okay, so summer in North Finland then, that's going to be... That's going to be a time where, where it looks beautiful, I'm guessing, but it's still not exactly a very warm sort of place. Is that right? Well, you'd be surprised. Temperatures can get up to about 25, uh, 27 degrees uh, in sometimes on the hottest days, but they're few and far between. It's currently about 10. <laughs> yeah, that's about average, I would say. Yeah. Um, we're very far north at the moment, actually, that the buds are just budding on the trees so even though it's like midsummer they're just coming out spring now. has just sprung yeah. <laughs> wow that's incredible and, and what's it like having daylight sort of round the clock right now yeah it's not a great perk to be honest um we live in a caravan so our curtains aren't very thick <laughs> um and it's very difficult to get sleep because it is literally the sun is high in the sky at midnight one in the morning you can go hiking at 1am if you wanted to. Wow, that, that's incredible. So it's not just that it's still light, but the sun doesn't actually set. Doesn't The sun doesn't go below the horizon. Is that right? Yeah, correct. It doesn't even drop. It doesn't really drop very far from the sky at all, to be honest. It doesn't even, um, there's no like setting. It doesn't go low at all. Wow. Gosh, that really is really quite far north. Okay, so before we get into the, the into the real heart of this podcast episode, it'd be really good to understand a little bit about both of your educations, your yourselves, your upbringing. Um, where did where did each of you go to school? Brett, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, I left. Uh, I'm originally from South Africa, and I left South Africa to do well do a gap year in England. Um, I never never ever left, and I became a chef. Uh, I studied in London in Westminster and um, I did my level three NVQ and I've been a chef ever since. Um, so basically it gives me a little bit of freedom to move around wherever I want. And Amelia, tell me about yourself. Yeah, I'm from Cheltenham uh, in Gloucestershire and um, I went to a school there, uh, Cheltenham Ladies College for a bit, uh, St. Edward's and then I went to uh, Pates and then I went to Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts, which is Paul McCartney's music school. 
and I did arts, music and entertainment management because I wanted to manage bands and go on the road and be a roadie and, you know, like organise events and stuff for, for music. So, and then I ended up running uh, events and doing corporate events. So, <laughs> Wow, excellent. So clearly travel is something that the pair of you wanted to do and clearly it's something that you're both doing right now. But just tell us a little bit about how you uh, decided to start doing this this world of travel and and kind of what it is, you know, where you're planning on going and how you're living. Give us give us a little snapshot as to, you know, an insight into your life lives right now. Um, so like like you said, we've always loved traveling and uh, we we traveled. I, I met Amelia uh, while we were both traveling um, then we moved back to the England and we had our first child and then we got married. But um, our marriage wasn't the normal marriage. We decided to get married in eight different countries and we had ceremonies all along each country. So hang on, eight, eight different countries where you got married. Did you say that? Yes, we did. <laughs> so it was literally all the way around the world. We started in France. Went. We we picked um, the iconic um, parts of each country. So in Paris, we we got married in front of the Eiffel Tower. Then we went to Moscow and we got married in front of um, the St Basil's Cathedral. Um, the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Went to the Taj Mahal. I think we we're the only people ever to rock up at the Taj Mahal at dawn in full wedding regalia. <laughs> Um, uh, then we did um, we went to Mauritius we had a beach wedding went to South Africa and we had a safari wedding yeah and then we went back so it was eight oh and um, Mount Everest oh yeah and then yeah so it was kind of on a map it goes in a perfect circle so we just flew from one place to each um, staying in hotels lugging loads of clothes around eight wedding dresses fantastic that sounds great fun and were they eight different wedding dresses Amelia Yes, they were. They were eight different wedding dresses and they were big wedding dresses. <laughs> wow, gosh. Okay, so what, why was it then that you decided then to, to start travelling? Uh, you, you mentioned that you're in an RV. Um, tell us why you started travelling and, and why you're in Finland right now as well. What is it, what is it about Finland? Um, so we started travelling because we were both made redundant um, and it just kind of, we've been wanting to travel anyway and so it was the opportunity because we both worked together so we both lost our jobs at exactly the same time. It, it was like a clean slate so we decided to purchase an RV and go traveling because we just love to travel and we always want to do it but we initially thought we'll just do it for a year maybe two um because we got a bit of redundancy money so we thought we can live off that and that's fine and we'll just do a year or two and it'll be all fine um but we started traveling and we just really loved it um the redundancy money ran out when we got to finland so um we realized that we either had to go home um, and get another job and, and go back to the rat race as they call it or we could look for work in Finland so it was just at the time that Brexit was happening um, and we really wanted to be able to travel and be an EU member we were not very supportive of the whole Brexit thing so we thought money's run out we need to get a job let's apply to be finished residency because we just hit Helsinki so um, Brett got a job in a restaurant up in Lapland we'd always wanted to see the Northern Lights so basically that's kind of how it happened we thought we'll just go up to Lapland to work a season earn enough money to carry on traveling and you know we can keep keep the dream alive and then we got to Lapland and uh yeah coronavirus hit <laughs> so yeah so we've been stuck here well not stuck because we love it here but we've stayed here longer than we wanted to due to the coronavirus and one of the reasons of course that a lot of people 
tend not to to to, to start travelling is because of children and education. So, what were the thoughts and concerns that you might have had before you left as to how you were going to manage uh, with Gabriel and and education there? So we thought we would do it ourselves. Uh, you know, we have these. Um sites on Facebook that we followed and they, you know, homeschooling and all of those. So we, you know, bought loads of books and we started teaching Gabriel and it was really, it was going really well. We had a great routine and it was going, but children tend to not listen to their parents very often, you know, so. Um, it went really well for six months. Yeah, it went really well, but it got more difficult and more difficult. Not only did he get smarter faster, but he was you know, being reluctant to having us tell him what to do. So it got very difficult. So then we had to find a different solution. And how long was that transition period where where you realised that it kind of wasn't working with you guys doing it yourselves until you discovered my online learning? And how did you cope in that in that sort of, that lull almost, you could call it? Um, well, we were both struggling. And then um, Brett, like I said earlier, got the job here at the restaurant. So it was just me on my own. And I was getting to the point where I was tearing my hair out. He wasn't listening. He wasn't doing, he was, he's just so clever. And he was asking me questions about maths that I couldn't remember the answers to, which was really embarrassing. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just not cool. So I started to do a Google search on what was out there. What could I possibly do? I was thinking maybe some sort of lessons like individual tutors perhaps could help with the maths and then I discovered um, my online schooling. And what was your first thought about my online schooling when you discovered it? Did you think that it was a, a slightly unusual concept, the, the idea of school being 100% online? No, we thought it was amazing because we didn't actually, we had done all the research on homeschooling but never ever looked into actually giving a, a, an online school to us. And then when we found it, we all just, it was like a Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. And also, we, we were expecting it to be really, really, really expensive, like the cost of private school education, which we wouldn't have been able to afford. You know, we'd, we'd run out of our money. Um, so we were really pleasantly surprised that it was actually affordable as well. Um, so it was like a solution that was affordable. We just couldn't wait to sign him up. Yeah. And uh, we signed him up and then everything just got better. You know, like there was less arguments because... We weren't in control anymore, so yeah. we weren't telling him what to do, so there was no sort of arguments. You, you can actually only ask children a certain amount of things to do per day before they get annoyed, right? <laughs> so you get someone else to ask those questions during school, and then you can ask him to pick up the towel or do those other things as well. Yeah, we were allowed to go back to being parents again and not parents and teachers, so... That was really good. It was amazing. Yeah, I I love that. You're allowed to go back to being parents again. That 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 that's a that's a really good thing to hear. That really is. Um, So if I was to ask Gabriel um, what his experience is of being with my online schooling, what 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 might some of the things be that he says? Um, Well, I'm thinking he's he's glad that we're not teaching him anymore. That's one thing he'll say. Yeah, no more (laughs) nagging, no more stress, um, and more fun, interactive and engaging learning. And also, he's actually made quite a few friends, which you think is a bit weird because they don't actually socialise physically. But um, even just yesterday, he was like, oh, my friend wants to meet me after in a chat room and we're going to chat. And I know it's safe because... I know that the friend is from school, therefore he, he is another child and, mm. you know, so it's completely safe for him to do so. So, yeah, he's gained not just learning, but a social life as well. So tell me a bit more about the friends that he's made. I mean, without mentioning who they are, but sort of where they are in the world and, and how he does continue that friendship with them. 
He's got one in Dubai. He, he was always telling us, oh, do you know how hot it is in Dubai today? My friend said. <laughs> um, and he's, uh, he's got a couple in the UK as well. Yeah, some in Scotland as well. Um, so they, they, they obviously chat during school um, and then they can, so they, they can hear everybody what they're saying and then they go to like their general meeting room and then they share a link with each other like on Google Meet and they say, okay, well, let's meet later at like three o'clock or five o'clock. And then they just chat on Google Meet and then play games together. Minecraft. <laughs> I can Minecraft. I can hear him going in the in the winter. I heard him going, "Oh, it's really snowy today. I'm going to go out on the snowboard." And all the kids going, "Oh, wow, Gabriel!" <laughs> so it's really cool. They're sharing. It's almost like they're um, sort of absorbing geography lessons without realizing it because each child is sharing their own sort of location. So it's far more diverse than an uh, than a physical schoolroom because everyone comes from the same area don't they yeah well in a traditional school everyone's from the same area from the same town yeah, from the same village I mean. generally yeah. speaking yeah 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 so tell me a little bit about any of the practicalities then of being uh on the road or traveling in an rv and needing an internet connection to allow gabriel to carry on his education how does that work out so for us it's worked out quite well originally when we first started traveling we we kind of we needed to make sure that we wanted it to be secure so um, with our internet so we got one from the uk but we found that throughout the whole of europe the internet connection is great even in the rural areas you know if you on mobile data um so and it's really affordable um, and and it's really fast as well yeah, so we just buy a SIM card from the local shop um, with a data package on it, and we just um, put that into our um, sort of pocket pocket well, router, yeah, hotspot. Hot yeah, and, uh, and that works really, really well. And it's cheaper to buy in each country a, a SIM card because obviously you don't pay for SIM card; you're just paying for the data, um, and just to change out. So we've got loads of SIM cards <laughs> from various countries that we've visited. Yeah, stockpiled. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, 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 where's next then after Finland? I mean, will you will you stay in Finland for a while? I mean, ignoring COVID for a second, will you stay in Finland for a while and travel around the country, or stay roughly where you are in Finland, or are you planning on on leaving Finland and going to other countries around Europe? So, um, we are we we can't ignore COVID because we actually can't really travel at the moment. We are literally just waiting for the green light for all of the borders to open again, so that we can we can leave and and travel onwards um, and carry on with our journey because we were intending to travel down through Sweden and across into Norway and then to head down towards sort of Romania area and that was been our plan since corona hit kind of thing so we're just we are just waiting for for the everywhere to become green and for us to be able to yeah but we are still basing ourselves in Finland um, we're actually just in the process of buying a buying a house so we have somewhere to come home to, you know, if, if anything happens. Yeah, because obviously we've applied for the Finnish citizenship so that we can have that EU ticket without having to limit ourselves to three months per country. Right, I see. So your future then is going to involve having a house in Finland, but then still having the RV and being able to do travel as well as having that house. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly right. That's correct, yeah. yeah. Okay, so tell me then a little bit more about some of those countries that you're planning on visiting in the RV. Uh, you mentioned about Norway and Sweden and Romania as well. Tell me a bit about where you're planning on going and why you're planning on going to those places. So when we left um, UK, we, we made a plan of where we would go. And the plan sort of drove down south through France and went, looped all the way around uh, and was going through Finland and then comes back down which we planned perfectly that we see every single country in Europe by doing this kind of 
loop to loop really in within uh, within Europe. So the, the ultimate goal is to visit every country in the world before we die. Wow, amazing! And how many countries are there? One hundred and ninety-six. Okay, all right. See, I asked you that question because I figured that you would know the exact number. Um, <laughs> something that you're working towards. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I keep working out my percentages and stuff of how many. We... <laughs> yeah, um, it's really sad. <laughs> we've both seen different uh, different numbers, but um, since we've been together, we've sort of like recounted what we what we at. So. Yeah. So uh, he's been to Cuba. I haven't been there yet. So yeah, I've been to the list. states and all of those islands over there. So. But we want to do this side of the world first, and then we'll do that side. <laughs> And with the RV, realistically, how far can you take that? I mean, clearly, you could you could travel all the way across Russia and down into, you know, in in theory, into South Korea. But you know, realistically, how far are you planning on taking the RV before you then switch to jumping on a plane or or a boat or alternative means? So we are planning to do the whole boat sailing thing at some point to do some of those islands around the Malaysia. Um, so that is in the pipeline. Um, we're really liking the RV at the moment. We'd like to do Africa, but we think we might need an expedition truck for that, um, just for safety. Um, and also uh, when we go to Australia, um, we won't be able to take the RV with us for import tax. So we'll have to buy something over there, maybe a small van or something. Um, and oh, and then we'd like to do Rom Rom Romania with a Vardo gypsy caravan. Um, so because I've, I've ridden horses all my life, so it'd be really cool to get a horse drawn caravan to travel around sort of Romania and that kind of area. Brett's really not keen. But I'm very excited. I really want to do it. I think it'd be great experience for the children to live how how people used to live in the olden days. Obviously, we'll still have our Internet connection because <laughs> Gabriel does still need to learn. But other than that, everything would be just how it was. Um, in the good old days. Now, this whole lifestyle sounds completely idyllic, and, and it really does. What advice would you give to anyone who is uh, listening to this and thinking to themselves, I'd love to do something like that, but that's for Brett and Amelia and their family. It's not for me and my family because of education, because of my work, because of whatever, whatever other reason that there might be that, they, that they're possibly putting in the way, but actually they do deep down genuinely want to do it. What advice would you give to someone to encourage them to actually do it? You only have one life and don't, you have to think about what you, will you regret on your deathbed and will you regret not having a full-time job or will you regret not traveling the world if that's what you want to do? Um, and yeah, I want to be able to die with no regrets. Yeah, do you know, time is the only real valuable asset we have um, yeah. and it doesn't last very long. So um, you can spend a lot of time sitting in an office and it kind of just blurs away the time. So we're trying to use every little bit of it that we've got. Yeah, nothing worse and, than working for someone else. And, yeah. and if that's not your bag, then you need to get out and do what you want to do for you and spend time with your kids. Yeah, spend lots of time together. Uh, the, I suppose the trick is to start planning it, even if you're not going to do it, and then you'll you'll work it out that it is possible. It is really possible if you if you want to do it. It's, yeah, if you it's want actually to do really it, easy. There's a solution to every problem that you can throw yourself throw at yourself. But don't just keep saying no. Just keep saying yes, and then it'll just yeah, eventually find the solution. happen. Yeah. This is too inspiring. Uh, both of you, it's been fantastic talking to you. It really has been. Um, if anyone wants to follow you on social media, is there a way that they can find you online? Uh, yes, we've got a website. It's 
www.internationaltravel.tv. Yeah. Internationaltravel.tv. And uh, we've got a YouTube channel, International Travel, and we have a Facebook group, Escape to the RV. Escape, Escape to the RV on Facebook. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, and on Instagram as well. Yeah, they kind of work. On Instagram yeah. too. Perfect. Okay, well, look, Brett, Amelia, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for speaking to us on this podcast. Uh, I, I might go upstairs and pack my bag now and, uh, and, <laughs> and find a way to travel around, the, around Europe myself. It sounds really good. It really does. Yeah, awesome. You should do it. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time. Thank you, both of you. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. So that was Brett and Amelia Irwin talking about life on the road with consistent education. Thank you to both of you for joining us from North Finland to share your experiences with us all today. And if you're listening to this and you're inspired, then go follow the Irwins online and keep on track with their travels. And while you're doing that, don't forget to follow this podcast channel too, because then when the next episode is released, you'll get a small notification to let you know that it's available. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.